Welcome to Perspectives with Catherine Toon, and I have a very dear guest that you may not have met yet, but you want to meet him. He's really a beautiful, powerful human being, and seems like every time he talks, we were actually at lunch, uh, and there's all this wisdom starts spurting out. I'm like, oh, dang, I need you <laughs> to share on perspective. So welcome, David Mitchell. I'm so, so happy to have you. Glad to be here, Captain. Yeah, it's such, it really is such an honor. So because you may not know David, I'm just going to read his bio, kind of give you a little sense of kind of his journey, uh, and then we'll start to share. So uh, Pastor David Mitchell was born and raised in St. Matthew, South Carolina, where he continues to live. Um, his parents, Jimmy and Bren- Brenda Mitchell, raised him, his older brother Brian and sister Amanda, Amanda in the Assemblies of God Church. He was blessed with wonderful Christian parents. He was called into ministry and uh, to begin preaching and teaching at just, oh my goodness, get this, nine years old. <laughs> Wow. And is ministered across denominational lines. Uh, he served as the outreach director for his home church until he was 18. David. Wow. And went to Bible college and graduated Southern Methodist College with a BA in Christian ministries. In 1999, he founded Eagle Vision Ministries with the message of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Um, the ministry has included a charitable thrift store and the mission of reaching those in the marketplace. Pastor Mitchell married his wife, Stella, in 2004, and they have one daughter, Iris. Pastor Mitchell also serves as chaplain for Edisto. How do I pronounce that? It's Edisto. Edisto. It's a good thing I asked you. Is that Greek? Or is that, what is that? It's, we have the Edisto River. Oh, okay. It's geographical. Okay. I thought it might have this Greek underpinning. Edisto Home Care and Hospice and has a passion and love for all people. That is evident. Pastor Mitchell is a serious student of the Bible. Yes, he is. And enjoys reading inspirational books and spending time with family and friends. So welcome, David. That is quite the bio, uh, you are, that's impressive, but just, you know, just being in your presence, it's, you you carry such a pastoral, loving, safe, and then this depth, um, is, is such a beautiful thing. So I'm so excited to have you. I'm really excited to be here. It's so good to, uh, to be with you again. We were, my wife, Stella and I were so blessed uh, to be with you at Orangeford, South Carolina, when yeah. you came to Impact Church on both occasions, um, meeting uh, there with you and hearing what the Lord has put in you. And uh, it was phenomenal. It was uh, a true highlight for us on both occasions. Well, thank you. I, I just love these divine connections where you, where, you know, people meet that they haven't, you know, you're just brand new and, and you, you resonate with something that's so deep and powerful and it's, it's just wonderful. So, um, can you share a little bit about, because even uh, alluding in your bio, uh, you have quite a journey. I mean, goodness, if you started to preach and teach at age nine, I don't know if I could spell preach at that time. Um, but, 
you know, and then you've kind of walked this out. It sounds like you've been in multiple kind of camps or streams of learning. Um, and then, you know, uh, you've such a depth in you. So what, what kind of has your journey been like? Sure. Well, I was, as I said, very fortunate to uh, be born and raised into a Christian home. And really what that means uh, for me, I was born and raised um, in a home where my parents really followed the Holy Spirit. And our home was a home where the Spirit of God was felt and experienced daily. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was very rich. Um, so we, uh, I started out that way and uh, our house was just... Uh, really filled with God's presence and with the peace of God. Even to this day, folks who walk in my parents' home often say that they just feel so much peace there. And so in that, I gave my heart to the Lord when I was seven years old, and it was very real to me. Um, it changed my life. And around nine years old, I uh, I just knew that God was calling me into the ministry, felt it very strongly. And I... um I had a real encounter with the Holy Spirit, uh, received my prayer language, uh, words of wisdom and knowledge and uh, the gift of discernment. Those things began to flow. And uh, as that happened, my uh, pastor asked me to teach Sunday school and I started teaching. And uh, before long, I was preaching. And so all of that really came about as a true encounter with the Holy Spirit, a true move of the Holy Spirit in my life. And I was very fortunate to have uh, my parents who were wonderful role models and a lot of folks in the church who as well really followed the Holy Spirit. You know, I somehow growing up escaped some of the religion that you find in church and was able to be around a lot of folks that had true relationship with God That's and that so really beautiful. knew the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and really followed the Holy Spirit. Wow, and that's such a safe place. I love, I love you saying that because, you know, it's in some ways, I understand we've got in, in the church as a body, we've got religious bathwater that needs to go, but we have gorgeous baby and I hate to see the baby out with the bathwater. And so I just love the simplicity and the purity of following Holy Spirit. The sons of God, the daughters of God are led by the Spirit of God and that produces beautiful fruit. Uh, even though maybe our theology isn't a hundred percent or I mean, like whose theology is, um, but all of that, but you're following a person in relationship with that person and that produced such gorgeous fruit. And that, that actually keeps, keeps us from some of the danger things that pitfalls that we can fall into as a body. It's, it protected you. I love that, uh, the peace in your home. So that was modeled. The fruit was there. It's so beautiful. So as you kind of were journeying through, um, through these assemblies of God, that was kind of your church background, but following Holy Spirit, how did that walk itself out as you continued to grow? Sure. So knowing that I was called into the ministry and preaching and teaching and uh, leading for so long. As I said, I served as the outreach director of our church, and I was very fortunate. Early on, one of the church mothers asked me, uh, would I do the nursing home ministry in our community? And I will tell you, I was just 12 years old when I began, and uh, I wasn't really excited about doing a nursing home ministry uh, for a lot of reasons. However, I knew that it was the spirit of God leading me to do it. And I really surrendered and gave myself to it. And it became one of the greatest joys of my life. Wow. And throughout my teen years, I spent a lot of time 
uh, there at the nursing home. Uh, I uh, took a lot of the young people from the church and school with me. We were in a small Christian school and we went there uh, sometimes daily and ministered. We would go door to door and sing and pray and just love on the folks and talk to them. And so that opportunity, every Wednesday, I, uh, I had church with them. And so I uh, was able to really develop in preaching and teaching tremendously. And what a wonderful audience. You know, they're just so glad that you're there and uh, they just love you so much. Mm-hmm. And it was so easy to preach and it was so easy to teach because you could feel the acceptance and the love. Yeah. And of course, um, that developed in me a whole lot for them as well. I have so many wonderful memories. So through all of those years of um, being able to do the nursing home ministry, I continued to grow in my ministry as well as my relationship with God. And of course, I went on to Bible college. And uh, after spending four years in Bible college, there were things there that uh, really stood out to me that the spirit really impressed on me um, that were somewhat surprising. Some of the things that I really got a hold of um, while in Bible college began to lead me in a direction of a serious study of the word of God to really come to a place where I knew what it was that was real to me. You know, growing up in the church, uh, all churches have their doctrine. All mm-hmm. churches have their uh, ways of being. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, that's highly connected when you're in a large denomination. But as I continued uh, through Bible college and in Bible college, it's been a been a good bit of time studying, but really after Bible college, all the more just studying. And it was really something the Holy Spirit led me to do because um, I don't think it came so natural for me to be a, a real student early on, but there was something in me that just kept pressing me toward uh, wanting to go deeper, wanting to know more of God. And so um, in Bible college, did a lot of ministry, traveled around with uh, a group. Um, we performed a, a play called Bridge of Blood, and um, it was about the uh, the missionaries that went to Ecuador. Um, and the name escapes me at the moment. But uh, anyway, we did that. And for, for years, uh, just constantly allowing the Lord to use my life. And at the same time, in my own private life, spending so much time with God and, and really did that so much as a teenager too. Um, I was very much uh, one that got up early in the mornings and had lots of prayer time and Bible study and worship and uh, had lots of worship music, had the worship music going all the time. Uh, lots of times when I would get home from school, just spend so much time in the word and in worship and with the Lord and uh, continued that, you know, throughout Bible college and so on. So that's great. And now it seems like in your journey, so you have this um, beautiful leading in this time and this depth of getting rooted and grounded um, and, and um, uh, you know, following Holy Spirit. And it was so beautiful. And you kind of mentioned a little bit about kind of getting serious about the Word of God. And then you talk, you, you alluded to maybe um, 
different streams and that, and that, you know, there was a growth maybe in your theology and your understanding. Um, and how did, how did, what did that look like? Because you've been very honoring about every single part, which is great. So, you know, we can always build on kind of the, the, the things that we've received, even as we're growing, we can honor, uh, those people and those, even those institutions that have poured stuff that was a value that was really was a value, even while we're growing and maybe we don't see things the way they see it, but it's, it's, it was such a value and a launching point and worthy of honor. Absolutely. Well, and certainly um, so much that I was taught uh, growing up, you know, I've taken with me. And so much of what I experienced, I've taken with me. Uh, But there has been a lot that um, I have let go of. There's been a lot that, and really a lot that's just fallen off as I have just continued to follow the Holy Spirit. I was giving a, uh, a prophetic word in 1988. I was about 16 years old. And at the time, I really didn't know all that it meant. Uh, but I, we were having a tent revival at our church and I walked up and it was a, um, a lady prophetess evangelist that was ministering. Uh, when I walked up, the first thing she said to me was, uh, you know, you, you will not live down under tradition, under the tradition of other men. You'll not just go along with the crowd, but you'll turn and go against the time. And she said, though it seems hard now, it'll get easier and easier. And it'll be to the place where the only way to live is to live as Christ. Wow. And so that, uh, that prophecy, you know, with a little bit more to it really has, um, been monumental in my life. And from 1988 all the way to 2021, I have pondered it and thought about it and meditated upon it. And that's a as hefty, time has, hefty word. That's great. Sure. Yeah. And as time has went on, I've really begun to understand at that time, I didn't, I really didn't know what, you know, the traditions of men were. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't know what it meant that I would not whip down under the traditions of other men, um, right. that I would not ride along with the crowd, mm-hmm. but I'd go against the time. And, uh, at that time, I really, you know, there was something in my spirit that knew it was the truth mm-hmm. and understood, but it took time to really come into the understanding of just what was being said. And uh, it has meant so much to me. She said to live as Christ, there will be wow. no other way to live. Wow. And uh, here we are. <laughs> here right. we are knowing now what we know. And uh, what we know is that Christ is our life. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's something that I will say. Uh, growing up in the church that I really didn't know. And mm-hmm. as I have deepened my walk with God, I've come to find out that we are really in Christ and Christ is really in us. And uh, that understanding and that experience uh, is is more than, it's even hard to find words. Boy, that's so true. I love that. So living as Christ, and I love, I love the way you put that, that understanding, because there is something we need to grapple with in our hearts and minds and, um, you know, just grappling with kind of understanding something that really is, is too big for us. But then there's also an experiential heart engagement. And so we get both. It's not, it's not either or, it's both and. And the Lord helps us with every bit of it. So what kind of, because that's kind of been your journey to walk as Christ, 
Um, what have you learned? What do you want to share? What does it look like? Um, how has it changed your life? Help us with this and from your journey. Sure. Well, I will mention the scripture, uh, John 1, uh, 16 talks about of his fullness we have received. And that has been so much of the foundation of what has really shaped uh, my spiritual journey is coming into this reality that of his fullness we have received to really recognize we are complete in him. In the Amplified in uh, Colossians, I have a few verses right here before me, but in Colossians it says, and you are in him, made full and having come to fullness of life. In Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. And that's Colossians 2 and 9. And so scriptures like that have become so real to me that really and truly in him we are complete. We're not lacking anything. Absolutely. It kind of takes and, uh, away. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. So kind just, of, you know, <laughs> I'm going to let you go. Go. <laughs> well, it's just that reality that we've been made full, you know, mm-hmm. that we're, we are absolutely filled up. We've reached the fullness. We come to full spiritual stature. And now I know that that's where we begin. That is so big. We begin from that completed truth because traditionally it's been something that we get when we get to heaven or we, we strive to get. And you're saying that this is the beginning part point and it's, it's an unveiling and a, a growing in that revelation so that we can experience what the word is saying and the fullness of it. There isn't distance. There's, there is delay, but there is a growth and a maturing into the stature of what already is. So keep t- sharing with us. This is awesome. Sure. Well, and I will tell you, um, so I was raised in a small Christian school and one day I was there when I was around 16 and I, uh, I got up out of my desk, uh, to go over to the kitchen and, when I did, immediately I heard the Spirit say, I will teach you to live in heaven while on earth, and I will cause you to soar like an eagle. And that just came up quickly. And at 16 years old, I thought, wow, you know, live in heaven while on earth. What does this mean? And uh cause you to soar like an eagle. And uh that word is why we started Eagle Vision Ministries. I was going to uh, ask you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and the Lord has taught me so much about the eagle and what it means to soar and to mount up with wings and, and even what it means to wait on the Lord. You know, uh, growing up, there was always that idea that we just kept waiting on God as in, you know, we might wait for a week or a month or a year or 10 years. Right. Uh, but as I've studied out that word wait, uh, when it says those that wait upon the Lord, it literally means, uh, those who are bound to him, those who are in oneness with mm. him, those who are in oneness with the Lord. Uh, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. And so um, it's taken on such a deeper meaning and reality. That is so gorgeous. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I love it. And uh, so when he said, I'll teach you to live in heaven while on earth, that really, the fullness of that or the fullness that I understand up until this point for me is to recognize, you know, it's complete. It's done. And that's why. We preach a finished work mm. that God has really finished the work wow. within each and every individual. 
And so the gospel we now preach, you know, to wake up those who don't know what's already been accomplished, what's already been finished. Goodness, that's so beautiful. And, you know, and some people use this concept of this oneness, like oneness, those that basically are experiencing their oneness, their union with Christ will mount up with eagles. And, and, and if, if we subscribe to distance and delay, we're trying to get there. We're trying to get more of God. We're trying to get more one with Him. We're, we're reached, we've reached a level and now we need to reach another level. One has already been accomplished. And so settling down in that oneness and that union, we're able to do these things. We're able to mount up on those wings. We're able to um, produce uh, the fruit of Christ in us. Unpack that for us, because I think sometimes people disqualify themselves because they're kind of either um, thinking that they're not one with with us until we do some say some magic words, or or they're thinking that um, that it's it's uh, it's it's something that they're trying to get to. So they have a little bit of Jesus, and then they're trying to get more Jesus and all of that help people because this, this is huge because if everything flows out of that place, we probably need to know uh, what is really going on. Absolutely. So, you know, um, of course I, I know your book marked by love and my wife have enjoyed, my wife and I've enjoyed that so much. I think the, the very first thing, you know, in our, of bringing in most churches, uh, the scripture that everyone memorizes is John three sixteen. Mm-hmm. you know, for God so loved the world. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're taught all through our journey uh, in the church that God loves us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the very first thing that really needs to happen in all of our lives is to really know that God has so loved us and that that love is so real and that God is embracing mm-hmm. us. Uh, you know, one of the scriptures that meant so much to me for so many years come from the Old Testament and it says, yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting mm-hmm. love. And so God loves us so much. And I think that's the first place to start is recognizing that you are loved by God and that God has a love for you that is never ending. It is an everlasting love. And that love, as we receive that love, it begins to permeate our entire being. And as we are embraced by that love and recognize that we've been marked by that love, that really is what opens us up to be able to really receive that things are finished, that things are done. I think uh, for myself, encounters with the Holy Spirit in my 20s really brought me to a place of knowing that love in a way that I had not previously known. And as I received of the love of God and the Spirit of God just ministered to me so much, the love of God. That's when my spirit just really opened up and so many things that the Holy Spirit had been teaching me and leading me into, I was able to really receive and know them for myself. To really know that all of these things were my life. And, and it was my world that God was loving. It was not just the world out there. But it was my world for God so loved my world. And when I began to recognize how much God loved my world, it opened me up in a way to see things that I had not been able to see. It really gave me that eagle's vision. It gave me that eagle eye to be able to to really comprehend and understand. And that is my heart 
Uh, and it always has been my heart, even before I had really experienced that love in the way that I did in my 20s. My heart had always been that everybody ought to know. You know, we used to sing that song when I grew up in the church, everybody ought to know. And uh, it's true. I, I just want everybody to know how much God really loves us. God really, really loves us. And that love is so rich and it's so free and it's so good and it's so overwhelming. It's so powerful. It's so wonderful. And uh, we start there uh, with the love of God. And as we receive that love into our lives and accept it as true, we can open up at that point to recognize we're really not lacking anything. Of his fullness, we really have received. In him, we really have been made complete. And uh, so that's so much of the message that, that I feel like I've been given and that I want to express, not just in words, but in deed. Uh, I want to show folks that love of God and the compassion that God has. And really and truly, I want to say this. Um, you know, you get to a point in your spiritual journey where those desires have been met and they're just happening automatically. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know about you or others who may be listening, but there was a time in my life where I prayed so much, especially as a young person, you know, God, I just, I want your love to flow through me. I, I want all of you to be made known, all of those kind of prayers. And, and I felt like you were saying it was something I was trying to find or get right. outside of myself. Exactly. You know, and exactly. uh, now, you know, it's just, it's what God does. It does. <laughs> and, and he just does it. You know, you just live, you just be, and God does it. Oh, it so does. And, and actually, the more we can, can relax, the more we can rest, the more seamlessly it happens. Jesus said, abide in me and you will bear much fruit. Well, that fruit of love oozes out your pores as you're resting. If you're trying to get it, it's like you're, you're, it, when you try to get something you already have, you're not experiencing what you already have and you end up frustrated. And I, I think sometimes, um, we disqualify ourselves because, you know, of behavior. We disqualify ourselves, um, because honestly, we, we, we think that somehow we're unworthy because of brokenness, because of pain points, all of those things. And God is disqualified no one. Uh, you know, what does love deny? What does love deny? What good thing does love deny? I mean, and so he that spared not his only son, how shall he freely not with him give us? Let me think, oh, yeah, yeah, all things. So we're complete in him. And so as the more we're able to um, relax and settle down. And, you know, the, that, the, um, the word says that, uh, uh, we're to sink in to our, 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 the new man, the nature that we truly are as we sink into that. That's a, that's a resting in. It's the word in duo. It's not a grab a hold of and make happen. It's to sink into the reality of what already is. Then we're able to walk that out. And I think so much of the time our striving and our fear and our insecurities are where we just, uh, we're needing to connect with the fact that God's already done it and he's wild about you in the midst of all those things, but there's unnecessary pain that we experience, but, you know, engaging God with God in the midst of those pain points, help clear those away, help heal those so we can experience what we've already been given. 
Absolutely. And I I love the way you, you said all of that, Catherine. And, um, and it really is so much an experience. You know, that's the thing that, uh, growing up in the Assemblies of God church, which was the Pentecostal church, uh, there was a lot of experience in God. And, um, all of my journey has been so much an experience with God. And that really is my hope for all of our listeners today and for everyone that we'll ever meet is that each and every one, and even those we don't meet, but that each and every one can have that encounter, can have that experience, and not just one time, but begin to live in it, abide in it. Um, you know, I was, uh, I had, I had went on a uh, trip with the church that I was serving as an associate pastor, uh, some years ago. And the morning that, that I, um, I got up out of the bed and I was fixing to go down for breakfast. And as I um, got out the bed, I all of a sudden just stood there and could not move. And um, I knew the presence of God was just upon me. And it was kind of a surprise because I literally was just waking up. I mean, I, I don't remember thinking of anything real spiritual. I was just waking up, <laughs> going to get ready and go down for breakfast. And in that moment, I, I stood up out of the bed and I was just literally just like paralyzed in the presence of God. And I began to sing this song over and over again. And the song said, uh, you have been my dwelling place Mm -hmm. and I bless you, Lord, I do. And I kept just singing that you have been my dwelling place and I bless you, Lord, I do. And I kept singing it over and over again. It was not a song I knew. It was just something spontaneous uh, coming out of me. And, And I tell you, I must have sang that those words, seemed like a hundred times or more just kept. And I was so arrested in the presence of God. And at some point as I was singing, I realized that it was really God singing to me. You have been my dwelling place and I bless you. And, you know, kind of takes, (laughs) um, it touches. <laughs> no kidding. Let's just take a little emotional pause here. Wow. Right. Wow. I mean, I know. I, how much I he adores now. his kids. Like you have been my dwelling place and I bless you. I mean, it's so beautiful. This is just such the heart of God. And we think we're worshiping to get to him. And he's like, oh, no, let me adore you. Right? You did nothing brilliant today except woke up. Let me just adore you. It's beautiful. Wow. For sure. And uh, to this day, it touches me so deeply because in that moment, what I really recognized and knew, and he was, you know, the spirit was ministering to me, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and the spirit was making it so alive that I was his dwelling place. And, you know, and I know that that message that he sang over me and gave to me, it's for everyone. Yes. We are all his dwelling place. Every single one of us, he lives and he abides in each and every one of us. And and we really are so marked by love and he really does bless us. We are so blessed. And um, so our Heavenly Father is so good and he loves us so much. I, uh, as I journeyed on, not long after I met my wife, probably about 16 years ago. I don't remember the circumstance, but I was able to uh, meet a gentleman who probably at that time would have been in his early 80s. Uh, his name was Rudy Jones. And uh, 
And actually, I want to say you can find Rudy's writings on wequanta.com. Rudy has passed away. He passed away in 2018 uh, in his 90s. I believe he was 94. But Rudy Jones became my mentor, my spiritual mentor. And uh, his website is still up. It's called wequanta.com. But Rudy so maybe had, you can give me that link and I'll put it in the notes. Okay, sure. I, I'd yeah. love to do that. Yeah, yeah. But Rudy has influenced me so much. I wanted to just read one of the things, one of the many things, and he is a profound writer. Uh, there's so much on his site. But uh, this is something Rudy said that I think is so powerful. He said, we are spirit. And in spirit, we already are all that we can ever be. Oh, we already are everything we're expected to be. Even though we're challenged day by day by the opposition of this third dimensional world, which attempts to distract us from our assignment, which is to demonstrate that there is a quality of life that is superior to the temporal three dimensional flesh world. And so he writes that we already are everything. Mm. We already are everything that we're ever going to be. We're already everything that we're expected to be. And he says, you know, that, what we live in this world so many times, it seeks to distract us. Mm -hmm. And really that's, that's what's going on for the most part is there's mm -hmm. so much that is out there trying to distract us. Mm -hmm. But, you know, thank God I know in my heart of hearts that something is happening all over the world right now. Yes. I really believe that something is happening that is awakening uh, people all over the world of all nationalities of all cultures. I really believe we are, we're in a moment right now where we're waking up wow. really truly waking up to this reality that we are spirit and uh, that we already have everything we need and we already are everything that we'll ever be. And I believe that the spirit is doing something that is bringing us to a place not to be distracted. And we all know there's a lot out there trying to distract us. Oh, goodness, there's yes. A, there's a lot of voices. There's a lot of things going on. But we do have confidence and hope because in the midst of all of this, I really believe that there's something great that is happening. And I know that for a lot of people, when we look out in the world right now, we see a lot of things that we consider darkness, that mm -hmm. we consider evil, a lot of things that are troubling but I really believe that the saints of God have been praying. The saints of God have been trusting for a long, long time. And I don't believe that our prayers are going unanswered. I don't believe that our trusting has been in vain. I believe that all this that we're seeing right now is coming out where it can be exposed and dismantled. Absolutely. And uh, I believe that we're in a season now where we're going to see so many things dismantled and uh, and really be able to see this that we know within also come to the outside. The kingdom is here. It's within us. And I believe that we're at a place now where we're really going to see the kingdom of God uh, made known uh, in a great way. And it's because of the, it's collective. There's so much, you know, that God's doing in all his people. And, mm -hmm. and guess what? All souls belong to God. Absolutely. We created them, right? So absolutely. And he's very jealous over those, not jealous of, 
but jealous over because they're his. He's jealous for you. That's his passion for all his kids. You know, it's so interesting because, um, you know, people look around and there's so much darkness, whatever, evil, whatever. Um, and, and, and they're asking like, where are you, God? And, and God is, is, is so amazing because he's so masterful, but works in the sort of covert place of the human heart. But, it's so universal how he's working in those hearts, even in people who are refusing him or running away from him. You know, it's pretty hard not to be worn down by the person of love eventually. But it's, and so, so, and, and what happens on the inside is what is manifested on the outside. So it's the unveiling of the sons and daughters of God that's inclusive and it's global. It's so global that the answer sometimes is so sweeping. We have a hard time seeing it. But as we're looking, Absolutely. right, as we're looking unto him, we're like, oh, we get eyes to see. We get those eagle eyes to see the sweeping nature in the midst of darkness that seems to be, you know, all the crazy, um, of, 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 of the general world. And then the kind of maybe of our individual worlds of the things that we're, uh, that we're seeing. But there's something so sweeping and masterful about what God is doing because he's never, he's been, he's works in the human heart. He works and the Holy of Holies, that place of him and us to manifest what he's already been given us and manifest the sons and daughters who are already complete in him, who look like love in their flavor. And it's global. I mean, it is so sweeping. He literally is breathtaking. Oh, my goodness. Keep going. This is so good, David. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Everything you're saying just ministers to me as well. Uh, you know, the scripture says that the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And, and that is what I believe that we are, you know, it first starts in here, as you were saying, and, uh, what's going on inside works its way out. And where we are right now is there is so much that Father God has been doing on the inside, like you say, globally, all over this world. And, uh, we are more and more every day, you know, for me, uh, meeting you, is just proof, you know, when, when I hear and see what is in you, it just lets me know, yes, God, you're doing it. Yes, God, this thing is happening. You know, yes, God, you're, you're moving all over the world and raising up whom you will. And, and I'm really excited about that. I, uh, as a young person, I always had that vision for like the army of God, you know, the people of God mm-hmm. to, really rise up and to make that difference in the land. And as I have continued to journey, I'm just seeing it everywhere. It's, it's almost astounding right. how many folks are really experiencing this love of God, that are really experiencing this fullness, that are really coming to know that we are complete in him. Um, I don't like to talk about an original sin. I like to talk about an original blessing. And I think that's really so much... Uh, what we find, you know, as new covenant ministers and as, as those who have received this new and living way, this new covenant life is that we have been blessed and we, uh, that blessing is something that is real. That's what, that's what everybody needs to know. You know, that's exactly. the gospel that God has loved you. God has blessed you. God has counted you worthy. God has accepted you. Uh, God has brought you in. God has embraced you. And, you know, the more folks hear that, the easier it is to uh, really receive and begin to walk it out. Exactly. And now God is revealing you. 
He's unveiling you because it's all in there. And that unveiling is, is breathtaking, just like him in your flavor. And he's doing this across the world. And guess what? As, as the sons and gods are unveiled or manifested or brought out in the open, creation is released from its bondage. I mean, it's so beautiful. This is the redemptive, the sweeping redemptive work of a masterful God who was the answer before the little P problem of relative P problem of the fall, um, inserting all that original blessing uh, in the midst of it. Um, it, it's, it really is breathtaking. And the more we have eyes to see, the more you can see. It's the knowledge of the glory, right? The glory's already, already been there. Where is God not? But it's the knowledge that we're awakening to. And in the glory in one another, because we're sons and daughters of God. And it's, it's, it's so, uh, th- this is an exciting time to be alive. We don't need to be wringing our hands with the darkness and the evil. Not that we deny them, but we're saying there's something transcendent that's so much greater that we can really focus our gaze on. Absolutely. Uh, some years ago, uh, again, I was uh, just walking through the house and um, just, you know, living my life and the spirit of God just, came upon me in such a great way. And I just kept saying out of my mouth the words, my people will live in the know. My Ooh. people will live in the know. And um, so now I really understand that there is a knowing right. that has always been there, but it is being revealed. And we are really beginning to live in that place of, of knowing. Right. And uh, that's, that's where we are. I mean, it's that wonderful place mm-hmm. that, you're not trying to believe something. Right. You're not trying to have faith for something. Right. But you're living now in that place of knowing. Yeah. And I just want to invite so all good. of our listeners, if if you don't feel that right now, uh, it's just very simple. God, I just want to experience it. Yeah. Holy Spirit, just make it real to me. Exactly. You know, just I want to live in the know. Exactly. Because that place of knowing gives you a confidence. It gives you a surety. It gives you a hope. Mm -hmm. And really, that's where your faith comes from. Exactly. That's where your believing comes from. It comes from that place of knowing. And again, so many times we feel that we've got to have faith for something or we've got to believe something Mm -hmm. to come to know it. Right. But actually, the belief and the faith comes out of... uh, you know, I have a another spiritual teacher, a real good friend of mine. He's a pastor a few hours away. His name is uh, John Gibson. And he says, you know, um, you can't believe God for anything. God makes a believer out of you. And, and isn't that good? <laughs> that, <laughs> that is so good. Really, we're trying really to believe. Much. We're trying to whatever. It's like, oh, my goodness, it's got Christ in you. He's really not struggling in that area. <laughs> Believing who he is and believing who you are. So in that depth of our knower, we can believe it's where we trust, where be still and know that I'm God. And so in that knower, it's like, oh, yeah, you know. Okay, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. I love that. Yeah, that is, wow. That is is so amazing. And I, I think one of the things for me that is helpful because these are such great thing and you have such a glorious, seamless record with the Lord and in these experiences where God is literally talking to you 
Love it. Um, and some people, God hasn't, hasn't manifested that way or whatever. And so maybe they can feel, they might feel like, you know what? Well, like he's got this special thing, but I've, no, no one's disqualified. There's something in you that's unique with him and you. And so just being patient with yourself in the process. And being, and, and just releasing, let, letting God do his job in you. If he's leading and guiding us into all truth, right? If he's the one that bears fruit as we abide, that we can be patient with ourselves, getting past areas of, of, you know, brokenness and areas of unbelief and areas of whatever, that God, God is really doing that work. He's really conforming us into the image of Christ. He's really revealing truth, revealing himself, revealing us. And so we can rest in his masterful even when we're not too impressed with our own performance. And, you know, and, and that helps us get out of ourselves because it's not about our performance. It's about his. And so we can rest in the one who adores us. Absolutely. And, you know, um, I have been as surprised as anybody um, at the times that I feel like the Holy Spirit has just spoken words to me as I've shared Um Many times the words that have become foundational to me, um, like I said, I, you know, at 16 years old, I was just getting up to go to the kitchen in the school and suddenly the Lord says this, you know, it's awesome. Uh, and that, that seems to be the way it happens to me often is I'm right. just living my life. Right. And boom, this, this just almost like God arrests me mm-hmm. and says these things to me that just absolutely, um, I'm like, wow. And so it is, um, it's not about being anyone special. We're all special. Right. You know, God, right. God loves every one of us and we're all equal. And, uh, you know, what God has done for one, he'll do for another. There's absolutely yeah. no doubt. Truly. And I, I do find that a lot. Sometimes when I'm like trying to get an answer, or whatever, I'll be journaling, I'll be right. waiting. It's like, I'll get like, I love you or I'm like, yeah, I know, but what's the answer? Right. <laughs> and then as I'm just kind of not trying so hard, like I'm in the shower or whatever, it's like, he'll just zoop because I'm kind of gotten myself in neutral and, you know, right. and just realize that if you're not getting the answer, the words or whatever, well, just live your life and just leave it with the Lord. Listen, he wants you to know more than you want to know. And so right. he's got this different way of speaking to everybody. Um, and That's so right. he will reveal it to you. So if you don't get it like bam, well, you're going to get it. You know, he's That's right. right. And so sometimes when we just get a neutral, it quit being quite so intense. <laughs> That's right. It just kind of comes. Right. It's like, Oh, That's right. you know, a lot of times it's like, it comes like, dang, I have nothing to write it. I'm in the shower. <laughs> Remind right. me of this when I get out and tell dried. You know, <laughs> right? That's exactly right. So I love it. That's brilliant. Oh my goodness! Well, well um, you know the, the scripture says, um, you know, Jesus said, "Go into the world and preach the gospel." But the original Greek says, "As you go." Yes. As you go. Yes. And you know, when when I grew up in the church, it was like that command: "Go into the world." Right. Something you've got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we realize this, it's as we go, as we're living our life. That's how God works. It's just as we're going, as we're being who we are. And, uh, and you know, it's gorgeous. I, uh, I preached a message some time ago called our greatest worship. And in that message, um, what I shared was that our greatest worship to God is just being all that we are. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. Well, and that's just it because he's so smitten with all his kids as they're, as they're being who they are. That's where God just, it's just his, his like, oh, there's my son. There's my daughter. It's his favorite thing. Right. And so this is really worship giving, partnering with him, cooperating with him to be unveiled in the fullness of who he created you to be. And then just preach as we go. And a lot of times that's just loving the one in front of you. That's the gospel, you know, that's, that's it. Right. That's it. Well, that's what the scripture says. Everyone who loves is born of God. Yes, that's exactly right. And that doesn't mean you love to be born of God. It means because you're born of God, this is, this is the, like, you know, you're born of God because you do love, right? So we're not trying to get somewhere. We're not trying to earn something. We're just being, oh yeah, of course I look like God because I'm loving and I'm his. So I'm doing what he does. You know, um, one of my favorite, uh, Preachers of all times is Dr. Lynn Howes. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. If you know Dr. Lynn Howes, but he said, you know, in the, uh, in the flesh, you, you start a race and you Mm -hmm. work to get to the finish. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, when you imagine folks running, you start and they run, 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 trying to get to the finish line. But he said, in the spirit, you start the race finished. That's right. And then you look back to see how you got there. Oh, that, so that is brilliant. Natural, like that's a Selah moment right there. That's really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah go Lynn. Yeah, right. I know. Oh, sorry. In, in the okay. spirit, we're just, we're looking back to mm-hmm. see how it all happened. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's what I believe the scripture means when it says the Holy Spirit will bring all things to your remembrance. Oh, yeah, exactly. The Holy Spirit is bringing back to our remembrance what's already been done, mm-hmm. what's Original already design. been finished, what's already been accomplished, Absolutely. what's already true. And, uh, and boy, I tell you, that does take the load off. Boy, it sure does. We can let God be praying and we can just be, um, resting in him, letting him adore us and then adoring back and then walking it out in partnership as he, as he helps us renew our minds, as he unveils us. Um, and it's such a thing of beauty and such a thing of rest because you're coming from not trying to get to. I love it. I love it. That's great. Ooh, I love it. Well, I can't believe we are at the top of my time. What happened? <laughs> I knew well, it was going to be this it. way, though. I've enjoyed it so much. I've yeah. loved the conversation. Yeah. It's been yeah. wonderful. Oh, my goodness. It's so, so like-hearted. And just the richest of what you carry, David, is so... Wow, it's so amazing. I, I just, I just love who you are. I love the revelation that you carry. It's just so beautiful. So, if people want to contact you with questions or whatever, how do they do that? Sure. So I have an email and you are welcome to email me at any time. And, uh, maybe through that we can get to, uh, know each other better. I've given that email to Catherine. Mm-hmm. I imagine I will she post, can post it. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I'll be happy to hear from anyone that would like to contact me. Uh, I love having conversations like this. Yeah. Boy, so. I tell you, it's iron sharpening iron, isn't it? We all come sure. out better. It's so great. Well, it has been a huge blessing. It's been a blessing to me personally. I know other people are going to be blessed, and I so appreciate it. I hope you can come back on again. Absolutely. Enjoyed it so much, Catherine. God bless you, and God bless all that are listening today. Wonderful. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit CatherineToon.com.